0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahumad wa misalli ala Rasulullah al-Qurim. Amma ba'd. InshaAllah today uh, uh, we'll start where uh, we left off. Uh, uh, we covered up to Rasulullah the hijrah when he made it to Quba. Uh, but uh, I, I skipped some of the events uh, and I was asked in the question answer session two weeks ago that those events that, that happened during the hijrah uh, we should cover, so I will cover them, and uh, inshallah today we'll talk up to the time Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, made it to Medina. Inshallah. Uh, so uh, before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made on the way when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was migrated from Mecca to Medina, uh, we did talk about the incident that happened between Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abu Bakr, and suraqa bin Malik, uh, and uh, Amr bin Fuhayra was, of course, with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well. Um, and um, uh, besides that, uh, there were uh, few other incidents happened. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq sallam He was actually uh, from his looks, he looked like an older person than Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even though he was younger than Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That's one thing. Abu Bakr? Yes, he was two years younger than Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but he used to look older. Um, that's one thing. Uh, second, uh, Abu Bakr was more known person than Rasulullah sallallahu among the people. So, if anybody on the way would uh, talk to Abu Bakr and ask about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who's this man that you are traveling with? And Abu Bakr Siddiq, uh, he used to answer as one of the Hadith in Sahih Bukhari uh, talks about that uh, he would say, uh, uh, that uh, he's the man who is guiding me to the path okay now a normal person would think he is talking talking about Rasulullah is a regular guide who's showing him the way wherever abu Bakr was heading to so this is actually uh, a very smart uh, move from abu Bakr bakar he did not lie but he gave the message in a way that he did not Gave away the whereabouts of Rasulullah because the people of uh, the Mecca they were after Rasulullah and they put the bounty on the head of Rasulullah. Uh, which is they, they put the bounty of 100 camels, which was the if you recall in the beginning uh, of the Syria session, we talked about when Abdullah, the father of Rasulullah, when his father Abdul Muttalib was going to sacrifice him because one of the uh, the, 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 the the promise he made about if all his uh, sons will grow up and adulthood while he's alive he will sacrifice them, uh, one of them. And the name of Abdullah came, so we talked about the story at the, end, at the end he ended up with sacrificing 100 camels to save the life of Abdullah. And uh, from there on the blood money was set to 100 camels. Now that was a equivalent amount was set as a bounty for Rasulullah wasallam uh, finding Rasulullah, or actually, uh, they were trying to kill Rasulullah as well, whichever way. So, um, we, we know that uh, uh, Surah bin Malik actually made it to Rasulullah, salam, and we talked about it two weeks ago, so I'm, not gonna, I'm going to skip that. But, Bakr uh, Siddiq, whenever he was asked about the person he was traveling with, he just said that he's a guide for the path, and even what he meant by that was actually. He was the guide who was guiding him for the goodness, for the for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He was a prophet. That's what he was trying to say. But the people can think whatever they think, and this is how he left it. Now, <clears throat> besides that, uh, uh, another important incident that happened when uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu <laughs> heading to, 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 uh, towards Medina was uh, they actually uh, they met. Uh, uh, there's a woman named Umm uh, um Ma'bal. Umm Ma'bal is uh, the uh, Mu'arriqeen talk about and the one who have written the Seerah of Rasulullah Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam. They talk about she has given the best description of Rasulullah Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam. Okay she met Rasulullah here one time and this is one from one time she gave the description and actually she was given the description to her husband because her, her husband was not there. So when Rasulullah al made it there uh, the place was like a barren place, there's not many people there. There were two tents over there, and she had something out there spread out for any uh, traveler or somebody passing by, so she can take care of her. Okay? And this, is, uh, uh, this was a very normal thing among the, uh, the Arabs, and later on, among the Muslims also, and when, the, when we see that the Islamic State was established, there was actually, uh, they used to have uh, places like today, we have oases and stuff. They used to have places for the guests who were passing by or a musafir or a traveler passing by. They would take care of the, uh, of, of the guests. Okay. So, she had something spread out outside and uh, when Rasulullah and Abu Bakr uh, Rasulullah sallallahu and Abu Bakr sallam, they uh, went to her and asked if, they, if she had any milk and uh, uh, there was a goat outside but there was not enough water and that's the only goat that was there and the rest of the cattle her husband uh, took with him for, uh, for uh, as a, as a shepherd mm-hmm. to take him for food and stuff, grazing. No, for grazing. Now, uh, so Rasulullah said, she said there is no milk in it. Uh, but Rasulullah asked, okay, bring the goat to to Rasulullah, and Rasulullah was able uh, by 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 Allah. That was one of the miracles of Rasulullah that. Uh, that the goat that that didn't have any milk at that time gave enough milk that was enough for the family members of Um, Umm Abal and Abu Bakr and uh, uh, Rasulullah and the the people who were traveling along Uh, and they left enough milk even afterwards for the husband who came back okay now when uh, Abu Ma'bad he came back and he asked about what happened here because he was surprised he knew the situation of the cattle and uh, there's enough milk there and the goat actually had more milk in, uh, in it still. So uh, he asked because they realized that there is uh, something, something blessed has happened there and he wanted to know who the person was and when she expressed, uh, she mentioned about Rasulullah yes. uh, he realized that it's the same person that the Meccans are looking for. Okay. But he also realized that he is a, uh, he's a righteous person, uh, even though they were not Muslim at that time. Uh, so, she, he asked actually uh, Umm Abad about the description of Rasulullah And she mentioned, one of the hadith mentioned that uh, Umm Abad actually uh, said to, uh, she, she mentioned that he was, and given the description of Rasulullah he was innocently bright and had a broad face. His uh, manners were fine, neither was his belly bulging, uh, bulging out, nor was uh, his head deprived of hair. He had black, attractive eyes, finely arched by continuous eyebrows. His hair was glossy and black, inclined to curl. He wore it long. His voice was extremely commanding. His head was large, well-formed, and set on a slender neck. His expression was reflective and thoughtful, composed and inspiring. Uh, The stranger was fascinated from the distance, but the closer he was, the more respect he observed. His expression was very sweet and distinct. His speech was well set and free from the use of superfluous words, as if it were a chain of beads. His stature was neither too high nor too small to look odd. He was a twig amongst the two, singularly bright and fresh. He was always surrounded by his companions. Whenever he uttered something, the listeners would listen to him with attention, and whenever he issued any command, they, com- they competed with each other in carrying it out. He was a master and a commander. His utterness was marked by truth and sincerity, free from all kinds of falsehood and lies. It's an... And, uh, I don't want to go into the Arabic part of it. The ones who can understand the Arabic, I would suggest go read in Arabic. And it's like a poetry you're reading. That the way the description has been mentioned about Rasulullah. And uh, uh, it's, uh, the, the thing is, many of the Sahaba, if you read about them, you find that uh, they have so much respect and love for Rasulullah. They, would not be, they were not able to look too long at him, just out of respect. So you don't find, even though there are some other Sahaba have given some descriptions of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but this is the best description of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was given. Okay, And then uh, uh, the husband of uh, Umm Ma'bad, he actually says some poetry also. And the poetry became so famous in the area, that they found out, even the, uh, the daughter of uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq, that Rasulullah is almost on his way to Medina now. Because it made it back to Mecca, the poetry even. It became the word of the mouth. Because remember, this is something the, the Arabs at that time were famous for, and they really valued. If they heard any good kalam, they would value it, and they would memorize it, and they'll convey it to others also. So it became the word of the mouth. And made it back to Makkah. And that showed that so Allah was on his way to Medina now and almost there. Yes. And the daughter that's that's man? Yes. Okay. <coughs> How many days talked? Sorry in the question. Huh? Sorry? 14 How days. many days? Four. Four fourteen? Uh, fourteen uh, 14 from days. Maqadu, um, it, it, the journey. The journey, it, yeah. Yeah, it's about twelve or fourteen days. Hmm. So they went make it to Quba. In Quba, they stayed for four days, and then mm-hmm. from there on. They may have went to Medina. Yeah, in a car. Yeah. we'll talk about that in Medina, how uh, they made it to Medina yeah. even. And that's inshallah something did interesting. They but. were not riding? Were they riding or they were walking? They, they had two camels, remember? Two camels. Abu Bakr Anhu, he had two camels. He, okay, he, he raised them up for four months, fed them well. And Rasulullah did not climb on the camel until, until he took, Abu Bakr took the price for the camel. Okay? the uh, <clears throat> the price, the cost. He he, he did not want to uh, ride on the camel without paying the price of it. So, at what point did the Kufar give up on finding Rasulullah this They continued on, but they were not able to make it. See that from as a matter of fact, when I get to the Quba part, and when they went from Quba to Medina, you will see that how protected Rasulullah wa was also. It's not that. Uh, Meccans knew that if Rasulullah SAW make it to Medina Medina people are fighters they were fighters All, they, the Aus awesome and Khazraj they were fighting with each other for de- decades and that, ha- that became part of the nature to be fighters so now if they had to go and uh, do something to Rasulullah SAW and they had to go uh, against yeah. them, the, the people of Medina at that time uh, that would have been tough for them and that was on their way, they, they were aware of the people of Medina. they had relationship with the people of Medina. even Rasulullah sallallahu uh, wa his, uh, uh, his grand, uh, great-grandmother the mother of Abdul Muttalib was from Banu Najjar who was from Medina. and as we will see that uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he went to uh, Medina and he stayed at Abu Ayyub al Ansari's house one of the reasons that he stayed there was because he was from Barunajah, one of the family members for him. And he asked the question, who is the closest kin or kith where the she-camel stopped, lived around there? And that was the house of Abu Al-Yuban, sorry. So, people of Medina, you have to understand that. Uh, people of Medina were aware they had the relationship with the people of Makkah. This is why, when we were discussing the second uh, bay'ah that they gave to Rasulullah ﷺ and the people of uh, Medina, also in Khazraj, when they were going back after the Hajj, and they realized that the bay'ah has completed, so they went after the people of Medina and they only got hold of uh, Sa'ad ibn Ubadah. And Sa'ad ibn Ubadah, they, they hurt him a lot. And Abbas, who was not a Muslim, he is the one who intervened and stopped them torturing uh, Saad Ibn Uba'dah because he told them, "Look, your caravans pass by Medina. Don't, don't forget that. If if you are going to hurt these people, they are not going to allow you. So they understood. Rasulullah Sallallahu make it to Medina. Now he will be in the safe hands and he will be well protected. Okay. Uh, so that uh, they they continued on. Uh, but they were not able to find Rasulullah sallallahu uh, and this is why it was important to understand when Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was asked, "Who is this guy with you?" And his answer was that this guy is the one who is a guide for for the path. But he meant the guide to towards the Jannah, the one who will guide him to the Jannah as as a prophet. Okay, so that was the description of uh, Rasulullah that was given by uh, Umm Marwah, and. Uh, uh, also on the way so, uh, to medina rasulullah SAW met burayda bin uh, al-husayn uh, al-aslami and uh, and about 80 others with him and when he met them he uh, he conveyed the message of islam to them they became muslim all the people who was, who was with him and himself they became muslim uh, rasulullah SAW prayed the night prayer and they they accepted islam uh, uh, prayed the night prayer, uh, they prayed behind Rasulullah Wasallam, and Buraida remained in the land of his people until Rasulullah arrived after the Battle of Uhud. So after Ghazwat he joined Rasulullah so that he he had eighty people who became came into Islam. So see that even though they, he always an right? Buraida, he was in. Uh, he, he, I mean, he, he was in a different on the way. He met a person. But you, which tribe was he from? He wasn't from... Al-Aslami. So he mentioned oh, as Al-Aslami, Aslami? yes. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, the, the point here is, even though Rasulullah وسلم, was given the bay'ah from the people of Medina, and he was on his way to become a hakim over there, he did not leave a chance to give the da'wah. Whoever he ran into, whoever he met, who was able to give the da'wah, he continued to give the da'wah, to the people okay uh, and uh, also Rasulullah sallallahu passed by uh, Abu Aus Tamim bin, uh, bin Hajar or uh, other one say Abu, Abu Tamim, uh, Aus bin Hajar uh, uh, and uh, he was d- dragging some of the provisions behind the camel that was showing them down so Aus began to carry and go with his camel and sent a boy named Mas'ud to help him he accompanied to them to be sure that the route was safe until they entered Malina. See, so he actually helped Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Abu Bakr to have the safe heaven also here. But when Rasulullah made it to Quba, uh, oh by the way, uh, another person who met on the way was Zubair ibn Lawam, and he was actually, uh, uh, he was the head of the caravan of the Muslims returning from Syria, and Zubair had two white garments, he presented to Abu Bakr and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Zubair was the husband of Asma' bint Abi Bakr as well. Okay. At uh, that time? No. They were married at that time. Uh, it did not mention here. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, uh, but he was the Prophet's cousin. He was Prophet's cousin as well, Yes. Yeah. The son of his and so, Yes. So he made it, uh, uh, Rasulullah T- and Abu Bakr. they made it to Quba on the 23rd of September, it says, uh, on 622 common era. Uh, and... Uh, when uh, from, uh, he stayed there for four days, they built a masjid and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he prayed Salatul Jum'ah over there and he led about 100 people in the Salah in the, at the, at the place of Quba. So that was the uh, first masjid built after, of course, after the Prophet of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is an interesting, interesting thing to see that Rasulullah was Prophet for the past 13 years. Okay. okay, and uh, there was no masjid was built by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba. The first masjid was built after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was given the bayah to come and rule over the, over the people. And then this whole job of building masajid and these things we see, and the masjid has a different role in Islam than unfortunately nowadays it has become. Masjid is not a place for only prayers. Yes. Masjid. The word Masjid is the place of the Sajda, but it, it has a different role, as we can find in the life of Rasulullah Wasallam. It was a place where you can make uh, all sorts of decisions. Even Masjid al-Nabawi became Baitul Mal as well. And Rasulullah used to make judgments among the people. Any kind of khosoma or something a, a argument comes up, people come and ask for judgment to Rasulullah He will be making judgment over there. He will be leading the Salah over there. Yes. He will be also even sending the armies from there. So the masjid has a, a bigger role than just a place for five-time prayers. Unfortunately, many of the masjids have become like this, that masjids are only open at the time of five prayers, and then they get they get locked, locked down. It can have different reasons, unfortunately, because of the time uh, and the place that we are living in. It could be because of security reasons and uh, whatsoever. But uh, the masjid had a uh, different uh, role in the, time, in the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and insha'Allah the very same role will come back as Islam comes back again uh, in our lives okay then uh, uh, from uh, Quba when when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was there uh, the people from Medina uh, hold on. and this is the same masjid with Quba in Arapah right no, no, it's I an mean, outskirt of Medina. Outskirt of we're talking about Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. So that's the same Koba that's in Medina. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the same. It's the same. Oh, sorry. Yes. Still there is a beautiful mass. Yes. Yeah, and... If you pray one, two, uh, two rakas there, it will be equal to one umrah. That's what I heard you yes. saying. And okay. it's not close to... Masjid al It's is outskirt. Yes. Yeah. It will take about 20 minute uh, bus drive. From, from Quba from, from to Madinah al to Twenty minutes. Okay. So uh, Rasulullah sallallahu S- Alaihi S- when he was in yes. Quba I he the, the, he sent a messenger to actually uh, to his family in Banu Najar to uh, to let them know that he is he has arrived. And from there on, uh, some of the reports talk about like this: that Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi traveled from there with the with the Sahaba who were around him, who were protecting him. They were armed. Who came to, to protect Rasulullah SAW like this? That they understood the bayah part. That they will protect Rasulullah SAW as they protect their children and their and their wife and their women. So they came armed to protect him, as if this is a war they're going on right at that time even. So they were there for protection of Rasulullah SAW. When Rasulullah SAW, uh, entered to Medina, uh, that that was uh, the twelfth of Rabiul awwal uh, and uh, and uh, all the sahaba of the Medina, not that everybody was rich, but everybody wanted Rasulullah SAW to stay with them. Okay? That's another sign of it that in Islam they did not look at this idea of that Rasulullah SAW will stay with the one who's the richest in the Medina. It was not the issue of who's rich and who's not rich. So they all hoped that Rasulullah lived with them. But Rasulullah SAW said to let the camel uh, go, wherever Allah will guide the camel, he, uh, he, he will stop there, he'll stay there. And uh, uh, the camel actually stayed at the place uh, which actually belonged to two of the orphans, uh, brothers. And uh, Rasulullah decided to build the masjid uh, there and he paid the money to the boys first for the uh, for the masjid. And uh, the place that uh, the, the masjid was going to be built it had actually graves of the kuffar. So those graves were dug up, those bodies were removed and buried somewhere else. And then the masjid was built in that area. Okay, uh, And the, the the masjid was very simple. Uh, some of the reports say it was about hundred, it, it was like a square, hundred yard each side. And uh, it had, uh, uh, what we call those palm trees, uh, uh, leaves and stuff as a roof. You see graves of the kufar I and mean, before before just people just people yeah not uh, yeah. Yeah. no 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 not and not no. no 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 people 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 we're okay. talking about people no, not people that they no, no it was just a grave people okay. were buried there. okay <laughs> so they were the, the bodies were removed and the and it was built over there and then Rasulullah SAW asked for theirs uh, who was the who was the closest kin or kids house. Close to where the camel stopped, and uh, it was Abu Ayyub uh, I'm sorry, he mentioned is his, and he was from Banu Najjar. This is the point I want to make. Uh, make sure that we understand. Banu Najjar is the tribe from whom the wife of uh, Hashim, who was the great grandfather of Rasulullah uh, was from, and uh, uh, whose name was Salma, who married to Hashim and. We talked about this in the previous talks that Hashim went to Palestine and Gaza, he died over there and he was buried over there. And Abdul, she was pregnant with Abdul Muttalib, or his name was Shaiba. Uh, and uh, after he was born, nobody knew that Abdul Muttalib uh, was born. And later on, when his brother, the, the Muttalib found out, the half-brother, that uh, he had a brother, so he came and took him. And when he took him, uh, people thought of him as, a, as if he's a slave of Muttalib. That's why it was referred to Abdul Muttalib, a slave of Al-Muttalib. But uh, uh, he was his brother, uh, al Okay, And shayba he was also called Shayba because he had gray hair, or white hair, you want to call him. So uh, Rasulullah Sallam entered to Medina there, and uh, over here uh, uh, Rasulullah Sallam stayed with Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari. Because he was one of his family members from the tribe of his uh, great grandfather's uh, wife. Um, And uh, here, when Rasulullah entered, uh, he himself, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq, actually, and uh, Bilal, especially, and other Sahaba also, they got very sick because of the weather, the climate over there that was not soothing them, and it was difficult for them, and uh, some of the things. That, uh, uh, that were said, uh, there were some of the ash'ars, some poetries were said about uh, the, the situation that they were going through are uh, very painful actually, the way they're saying is uh, as if they are already dead. Uh, uh, Bilal was asked, like Aisha said when Allah's Messenger arrived in Medina both Abu Bakr and Bilal fell ill. I went to both of them and said, oh my father, how do you feel? Uh, oh Bilal, how do you feel? So whenever Abu Bakr's fever go- got worse, he would say Everybody is staying alive among his people, yet de- yet death is nearer to him than his uh, shoelaces. So this is how they were feeling—the kind of a sickness uh, they were they, they were in. And whenever fever uh, deserted Bilal, he would say aloud, "Would that I could stay overnight in a valley wherein I would be surrounded by a uh, and uh, uh, two good smelling grasses. Uh, would that I uh, I could drink one day the water of." Uh, Magana, Magana, and uh, with that uh, shama and the field is the two mountains in Makkah. Uh, so he's remembering all the things from the Makkah, and becoming he was he was becoming very sad. Then Rasulullah he said, "Oh Allah, make it uh, make it healthy and bless its sa and, and the two measurements, and take away its fever." Uh, so Rasulullah made the dua for uh, Abu Bakr and uh, and Bilal, and, uh, and they were cured. Uh, so this is the uh, this is the way Rasulullah sallallahu uh, he entered into the Medina now now here uh, we will talk about inshallah in uh, next week about how Rasulullah sallallahu created a brotherhood among the people of uh, Ansar and the Muhajirin that's one uh, one thing inshallah we'll talk about next week and also we'll talk about how Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, created uh, some of the uh, treaties with the outskirts of people of the uh, uh, the Jews who were living there the treaty is, is more of a he actually made a uh, they actually referred to that as as a constitution of uh, of Medina the first state that was established so I'll stop here today inshallah and if uh, there's any questions thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events islamic guidance quran tafsir and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com